1: Hardwick. Dominate every play. It needs it. And Richards.
2: Boomer, good morning. How are you, sir? I've waited all my career to take a snap from Nick Hardwick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I would love to reenact that. If, if I could give you a snap and not break one of those fingers, I would certainly <laughs> well, do
0: that. I don't
1: want a broken finger out of
0: it.
2: It's time to go. Let's go. Now, here's Nick and Judson. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to Hardwick and Richards. That was a fun little segment where we got to see Judson blush and squirm a touch. Yep. But, hey, man, you're just a man. You're just a man and sometimes when the food walks by you gotta Well, I'm still just getting used to being a public figure. No, I'm not used to it. It's a learning process. I mean there's a serious learning curve in all aspects of life and
3: did I tell you the that Tony people Gwynn know who story? You are now? No. I don't, did I Matt, I thought you told I, me this is a good story. Well, now now you I, are you gonna
2: put Tony Gwynn Jr. on blast? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, good. On.
3: Well, yeah, I will actually. Oh, Tony, boy. we went to a Cheesecake Factory. Sorry, Tony, I do not condone this. We went to Cheesecake Factory a couple of weeks ago for lunch, yeah. and he ordered a drink, and it came in the girliest glass I've <laughs> ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he actually asked what for What color a different was the glass? glass. It was like this it, it was like a martini with like an umbrella or something oh, it was cool. he so a delicate ice drink it was it was a martini no he ordered uh, i don't remember what he ordered well i would never order it because i'm a man
2: <laughs> uh, but i'm a man i'm 37 <laughs> I'm not, i never <laughs> ordered that sissy daiquiri what you doing tony i had a water because
3: because those drinks looked expensive <laughs> but no the our waiter returns our bill and I paid with a gift card, and Tony had his, his. He we split it. I had a gift card, so I didn't. He the guy didn't have anything with my name on it. Right. So he comes back to the table, and he goes, "Excuse me, are you Judson Richards?" I was so excited because usually when I'm with you or Tony, I call myself the photographer because people <laughs> want their pictures taken with oh, you. And I'm stop. there. No, no, it's no, it's it's great. Listen, of course. Uh, I understand who Tony Tony is. I understand who you are. I knew about you, who you were, a lot longer before you know who I was. But I was so excited, I I, I felt so uncomfortable. I immediately go, "That's Tony Gwynn Jr." Like I didn't know That's what, what to do. Like, uh, do you know? Do you recognize <laughs> yeah. Tony? Right. I felt bad for Tony, but then the guy was like. Yeah, I know. I have his debit card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I just bought something. Thanks,
3: Tony. And, and I heard him talk, so that also. He didn't gives want to address
2: Tony because of Tony's weeny drink that he ordered. <laughs>
3: no, he didn't.
2: He, he like, actually went like this. He's like, he yeah, cover himself up. I know. I I didn't feel uncomfortable talking <laughs> to sissies.
3: <laughs> but I was uh, I, I was flattered to not only be uh, recognized because he's a big fan of
2: the show. Yeah.
3: But because so I was with Tony. Tony, because I was with Tony, it made me feel a lot better. Because again, the photographer over here. Knows well, what you're the photographer. Oh, you I did do. spend
2: an hour taking a picture of the ram in front of Mammoth Mountain. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's some serious yeah. photography. Well, well, I'm an amateur a- truck photographer. <laughs> 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 you can talk about narrowing yourself down. You just finding that niche in the market.
3: Listen, I'm a public
2: figure. <laughs> Hit that button.
1: One big question.
2: There were a lot of them out there. What was your favorite sports story of 2017? 570-1360. Come hang out with us. We want your best sports story of the year. Couple right out of the gates. Just food for thought. Because you always forget about them. Oh, that's right. That happened.
3: Yes. So I asked on Twitter, favorite sports story 2017. Scott responded, Mayweather McGregor. That's a good one. It wasn't this unforgettable
2: fight necessarily, but it was such a bizarre storyline. Yeah, leading up into it, it was it was exciting to talk about, but I had a feeling what the fight was going to look like all along. It was a lot better than I thought the fight was going to be. Yeah. Because Floyd, Mayweather helped Floyd strung you along. He totally yeah, Floyd did. Floyd strung everybody along. He's like, "Man, if we make this look good enough, we're going to get another 200 yep. million in my bank account." Like, Wood? let's keep playing. Woods actually wazed in. Respond hashtag all rise. Oh, the judge cometh. Which isn't a bad one. Now, that was a great
3: story. It's not story. my favorite.
2: But. No, it was a great story because it had long legs. And then he went to the home run derby, and he looked amazing, kind of held up to the front end of the season. Then he went on a slump, and then he once again kind of rose mm-hmm. through the back end of the right. season. And he looked
3: ALDS, yeah, ALDS set the record for strikeouts. I had some big moments in the ALCS. Whoops. Although not good enough. I know, but the ALCS is kind of where you
2: want to. Oh, no doubt. If you're going to land your ship anywhere, that's where you'd rather be rather than the ALDS. (laughs) 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 It's like, I'm going to park my flag in the ALCS. It's more clutch than the ALDS. More eyes, too. You just get past, everyone carries you through the ALDS, and then whammo. I mean, no
3: one's killing themselves to watch the Division Series.
2: No, but the I
3: did, because I think of the flu. So I watched all, what was it, 47 strikeouts and 30 at-bats. And you've got an adjustable base. Something like <laughs> that works kind of out well for adjustable you. Base. Well, there's
2: plenty of baseball to be had. Mine, strangely, because I'm a football guy, mine was baseball. Mine was the World Series, and mine was really the mismanagement of the World Series from Dave Roberts. Really? And the Dodgers. I thought he mismanaged it all. I do. I thought he mismanaged his pitching staff. I think going in again with you Darvish in Game 7, huge blunder. I thought he was pulling pitchers too quickly. I thought all of it was mismanaged by Dave Roberts because he managed to the data. And the data doesn't tell you anything over a small scope. The data tells you something over the course of 162 games. But when you confine it to a World Series, there's more of an art than a science that goes into managing the World Series. And I thought Dave dropped the ball on it.
3: Five seven 1360 I'd like to ask this in a couple different ways. What's been the most entertaining sports story of 2017? I'd like to ask it this way as well. And you and I may appreciate this more than others, but what's what sports topic, sports talk topic, has been the most entertaining for you, whether you were moved to call, uh, whether it was the most polarizing where you had a tweet or maybe text a show, 570-1360, because that's kind of how I've worked my way through it, what what I've enjoyed discussing the most with you. One that I really enjoyed this year, and I know that we took a ton of phone calls on it as well, was the way that the Cubs-Padres series played out with the collision at home plate with Anthony Rizzo, the comments made after the game by Joe Madden, and how a team should react to, to that particular situation. I found that to be a very interesting one because... It sounded like we were all rooting for a fight, but really it was just that moment of,
2: like, I was stand up for yourself. Right, and we had a similar instance, too, with Dave Roberts. Yes. Right, with Coach Green. But the more you learn about Andy Green, the more you realize he's just very methodical. He's, I think, very assured in himself, so he doesn't kind of get into that chest-bumping, braggadocious, manly, like thump the chest type deal. Right. He's just very secure in his knowledge of the game. And he's like, no, we're just here to play baseball. If I wanted to fight, I would have played football or would have wrestled.
3: Yeah. But at but at the same time, you are playing sports. I do understand that. It is test. Right. And this is why the, why the conversation is so rich.
2: And like we learned in ice guardians, the documentary about the enforcers in hockey, when there's a moment like that, there is unbeknownst to a lot of folks, a hormone dump in the atmosphere, yes. Everybody that sees something like that either gets up or shuts down, and so you might as well be on the side of getting up, right? And have your play be elevated a touch.
3: And and, and I find it to be very galvanizing for teams as well. Like ball players, they may be richer than the most of us. They're the same as all of us. And it, when if if there was ever imagine when you were in high school, if there was a fight at a high school party. You probably talked about it for the next six weeks. Oh, my God, yeah. And it felt like you were in on something that nobody else was. True. And I think that a, a locker
2: room, it's a the clubhouse, glue. it's kind of the same a little it's bit. It's a little bit of the glue. It's our gang versus your gang. And while we're just taking it out on baseball bats and baseballs, when you come together through a real fight, you're right. It binds yeah. you together. Let's see what Edward thinks is his favorite sports story of 2017. Edward, good morning.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I think the biggest story for me was the uh, the Chargers. It was the, you know, are you still a fan or are you still not? And, but, you know, those are my guys, and I'll always be a Chargers fan. So that was the, that was the biggest story for me is, is having to listen to that almost on a daily basis about people saying that they'll never listen to them and not seeing their advertisements in Bond stores in San Diego and all of that kind of stuff. But you know what, those guys are still my guys, and that's still my team.
2: Hey, right on, Edward. You know, it's, it's not your favorite story, I would imagine, though, of 2017.
1: Yeah, most polarizing. You're right. Yeah, most,
2: yeah. most polarizing. Do you have a favorite? Although yeah, I would I say here are. in San Diego, undoubtedly, that's the biggest. It's the biggest, That's right. the biggest story of 2017. Yeah. You could probably carry that on to 2018. 2025. <laughs> right.
1: I agree with you. Me on the- but real quick, I'll say uh, Rashard Penny. That's that's an easy one. Oh, oh that's one. been
2: a that's been a yeah. really good story. Yeah, right on. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Edward. Happy New Year to
3: you, friend. Edward, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, you know the the Aztecs football team in itself, I think, is an interesting one. I found myself because I listened to the pretty much the entirety of the game driving home, and so with the Aztecs loss, I, I couldn't I couldn't find if you were to put one word on their season. If you were to say, what's one word to describe the Aztec season, I couldn't do it. No. No, because you had this uh,
2: incredible amount of accomplishments. And a huge buildup, too, after beating the Pac-12 teams.
3: Yes. 6-0.
0: Oh. With Lucky land slots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere.
3: Doing like, things that they hadn't done in 35, 40
2: kind years. Kind of hit the apex at the beginning of the season right. and then have the two game fall off with Boise and Fresno. Because if you ask yourself, was it a successful season? I think I would have to say no.
3: But, was it successful? Well, but see, right. can can your uh, expectations change throughout the course of a season? So at the, if
2: they're at the, at the beginning, it was low. I don't think there were huge expectations, well, I Rocky think Rocky set. Them low. I think Rocky set the expectations, but then low. Rocky raised, them. and then they rose after they started winning, and then they lost to Boise and Fresno, and then expectations were kind of down again. Yeah, see, again,
3: it was a successful season in one scenario, but it was also not successful with the two losses of Fresno State and Boise State and losing in a bowl game. Right. So I there you, I couldn't put one word on it. There's far too much in the it was conversation. Kind of it was
2: a moving bar there. Yes. All all right. They right, let's let's moved. Yeah, let's see what Mark's got to say. Mark, good morning. You're on with Hardwick and Richards. What was your favorite sports story of 2017?
1: You know what? The, I think it happened at the beginning of the year last year. I'm not a big fan, but Tom Brady coming back in that Super Bowl, I think, made the whole year kind of uh, interesting. Oh,
2: it sure did. You're not a fan of what, New England?
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of New England at all.
2: Yeah, but that was an unbelievable comeback, and it really cemented Tom Brady as the greatest of all time.
1: Mark, yeah, do you no, think it's just, it's just unbelievable that that team could come back and do that? You know, after I think when our kids are our age, we're going to be talking about the New England Patriots, which I'm not a fan of, but still, they're they're amazing. You know, that if the freaking Falcons <laughs> would have gotten one
2: stop in that second half, like one, just get off the field on a third down, would you please? Mark,
1: did the Patriots do it again? No, I don't think they do it again. I think it's going to be a surprise team this year, guys.
2: Oh, that'd be really fun. I'd I'd like like to see that. Thank you, Mark. Although, I don't know if I agree with him. Well, it's not going to be the Raiders. We know that much. (laughs)
1: Let's
2: talk to our buddy Will Reed Jr., who covers the Raiders. He covers the Chargers for the Raiders Wire and Chargers Wire for USA Today. Will, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning.
4: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me.
2: Hey, glad to have you. How was Christmas?
4: Uh, it was it was wonderful out here.
2: How was you guys this Christmas? Fantastic. Judson just got back in the saddle today, so I got a year older, Will. So that happened. <laughs> yeah, Christmas and his birthday coincide. And Nick keeps saying oh, my age birthday. too. It's thirty-seven. You. I wish he'd oh, stop okay. doing it.
3: I, I like to think of myself as twenty-eight, Will. Uh, but there's too much sorry, gray in this beard to pull in that
2: here off.
4: So I know the feeling. <laughs>
2: Hey, well, you recently wrote a pretty scathing article about Derek Carr. I'm going to post this on my Twitter timeline. You can follow Will Reeve at Will Reeve Jr. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr cements prolonged deficiency versus Eagles. So I think a lot of the season people were going, oh, they don't have the defense. They don't have the run game. Todd Downing's the problem. But is Derek Carr actually the problem in Oakland?
4: Well, I mean, if you're looking at pure statistics and you're watching footage from his entire career, He's definitely a big part of the problem. I mean, he was, he was definitely a benefactor in 2016 of being having the best pass-blocking offensive line in the entire National Football League. That's why you saw him put up the best year. When he got hit a few times, he got hurt. When he got hit this year a few times, he got hurt. And you're looking at his, his average yards per attempt over the last four games, it's 5.6 yards per attempt. That's, that's dead, dead last in the NFL. His QBR this year for the entire year is 47.2 brett Humley's is 46.6 so he's he's statistically he's a quarterback that is not playing very well but if you go all the way back to his rookie year when he's been under pressure sacked 3 or more times this guy's putting up a sub 60 quarterback rating a 1 to 1 quarterback uh, touchdown to interception ratio this year It's one to two. He's got three touchdowns, six interceptions, but he's either been sacked three or more times or pressured ten or more times in a game. He is not good under pressure. He's never been good under pressure. A lot of fans want to make the excuse that, oh, it's his offensive line. His offensive line was hurt. Oh, it's his offensive coordinator. He's calling all these checkdowns. The quarterback makes a checkdown. The quarterback, goes. he's got a full autonomy at, at the line of scrimmage this year. That was one of the things that they, he wanted to have Todd doubting for so he could check into a pass, so he could make audibles. How many audibles did we see this past week? Hardly any. He goes up to the line of scrimmage, he's running with the play, and there are guys running down the field. He's not throwing it to them. So... Uh, and if you go all the way back to 2014, this has been true his entire career. He's not good under pressure. His brother wasn't good under pressure. And if you look at the statistics when he's been sacked around more times, he's pretty much David Carr if you're looking at when he's under pressure. So and you look at the Chargers coming in, it's, it's got to be terrifying for Raiders fans when you look at these statistics when you got Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on either side, and now his offensive line is hurt. it's going to get ugly really fast.
3: Well, I think you may have mentioned this a little bit, but it, is this hindsight being twenty twenty, or was this in front of the Raiders the issues that Derek Carr was having when they signed him to this long term deal?
4: Well, it's a little bit of both. You know, we we saw a tremendous quarterback in two thousand sixteen. He certainly was more aggressive. He certainly was more loose. Um, he was only he only had a one a one game that where he had three sacks. So. They were looking at a sample size 2016, we have this great offensive line, let's pay them, and they did. They paid Gabe Jackson, That Donald Penn held out, they paid him. They've got a stout offensive line, so they figured, okay, we keep them clean. I'm sure, I'm sure that front office knows that these statistics, anybody can look them up. So they, they had to know that he was not good under pressure, but that's why they invested so heavily into their offensive line. He's only been sacked 18 times this year. And, again, people want to say it's Todd Downing or if the offensive line was terrible. Yes, he was pressured 15 times, but he was sacked one time this past week. So it's a little bit of both. I mean, you, you get you get really excited when your quarterback has a potential MVP campaign in 2016, but when you look at the statistics, you know, even that year, they knew it was there but they they did what they could to protect him on the offensive line but when you have three fractured transverse processes I know Nick you, you've been hurt before I mean, this is something that it's difficult um for anybody to over, it's your it's a broken back you have a you have a fractured fibula and he hasn't he hadn't got hit that much so it's got to be in the back of his head and you see him just getting rid of the ball so fast he's not resetting the pocket um he didn't do he did more of that last year than he did this year but he still didn't do it as much as you would like to see last year, and the statistics bear that out. He had a 73 quarterback rating under pressure last year. He had a 0.0 quarterback rating against the Eagles this past week. It doesn't get any worse than that, so he's definitely regressed, and I think it has a lot to do with the injuries. And now you just wonder, is he ever going to get over that mental hump? And if he doesn't, if you lose confidence as a quarterback, I mean, that's terrifying because you just don't know if you're going to get it back.
2: Will Reeve Jr. from the Raiders wire and the Chargers wire USA today. So you mentioned, do you think it's just him being gun shy, getting hit, and with the injuries he had the broken leg last year and the transverse process? Is this him losing confidence, or is this him being really gun shy in the pocket?
4: I think it's a little bit of both. I think that he's he's always been a guy that's going to be quick release. You see, snap to release, it's that's two point two seconds. That's the fastest in the NFL this year. He's always been around, you know, two point four. And we wanted to say, oh, he's got a quick release. That's a lot of skill. Uh, well, it's, probably, it's it's a little bit of both. I mean, is it really a lot of skill when you're not you're not you're never getting to your third read? And so I think it's a little bit of both. He's a little gun shy. I think that you know, it, it, it's it's something that was a knock on him coming out in college was that we don't know how good he is under pressure. We look at the tape. You know, he's he's a little skittish. Well, he's more skittish this year than he ever has been. So yes, he's more skittish this year because of the injuries. But going back to 2014, if you get this guy under pressure, he has a tendency to stare down his first read, lead the defense to the ball, and then throw the ball directly there. Like, in that succession, in that order. And he did that again against the Philadelphia Eagles. And it has gotten worse, but not that much worse. He had a 55 quarterback rating under pressure when he had three or more sacks his rookie year. He's got like a 47 this year. Um, that, that dropped out to thirty nine point nine. Excuse me. I don't want to give him too much credit after this after this past game. So it, it's something that's held true since year one. And if you're a Raiders fan, or if you're the front office, that's something you got to take a hard look at when you pay a guy one hundred and twenty five million dollars. You can't reset the pocket. You never get to your second or third read when you're under pressure. That's, that's got to be terrifying.
2: Well, they've also had a lot of drops this year. Michael Crabtree, Amari Cooper. Who do you put that on? The receivers? You put it on Derek Carr because I saw one the other day where Michael Crabtree came wide open and it looked like Derek got to him late and then it ended up being a contested ball. Who are you putting these on?
4: Well, it's it's a little bit. I mean, 27 drop passes. you got to put a lot of that on the receivers. But even if you factor in and you say those are all catches his numbers under pressure aren't going to be much different. And if you look at his passes when he was under pressure, and there was one drop, there was one drop pass when he was under pressure against the Eagles, and uh, he floated it. Um, he he didn't step into it because there was pressure coming. We haven't seen him step in. I mean, at third down passes when he's under pressure, I haven't seen him step into a throw this year. Um, and that's you need to do that as a quarterback. But when it comes to the drop passes, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree have both struggled with drops. It's something that, no you know, Michael Tadgery has always been touted as somebody who's had great hands, but if you go back to his, you know, playing even with San Francisco, he's got strong hands and he'll make flashy catches, but he's always had a lot of drops. So it's a little, I mean, it's some on the wide receivers. Obviously, you know, Derek Carr can't throw and catch the ball, but at the same time, a lot of these passes aren't catchable. You mentioned that that one was late, some of them were floating. Um and and he's putting his receivers into positions where they have to make contested catches a lot of the time and they already don't have the greatest of hands. It's a bad combination.
2: Well, we got about 30 seconds. Who wins this weekend? Chargers or Raiders?
4: I am going to go with the Chargers here. Even though they got the 30 second um run defense and Marshawn Lynch has been on a tear. I just don't trust Derek Carr whatsoever. And uh, the the Chargers have so much more to play for, and there's just no continuity on this Raiders offense. Like I said, it might get ugly fast.
2: Will Reeve, thank you for the time. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you, friend. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, keep up the excellent work. There's Will Reeve Jr. Follow him on Twitter. Bruce Irvin has put out a tweet. Yes, the Oakland Raiders' Bruce Irvin, saying they are going to take over the StubHub Center. Will the Chargers use Bruce Irvin's tweet in this home game as motivation? Next on Extra. God, looking forward to that one. You, my man, are you going to tell us? Do you have a player picked out? You just give me a little tease. Yeah, get me in that direction. Tell well, me if I, I'm <laughs> getting warmer. Is it Khalil Mack? Is it Marshawn Lynch? Is it well, the- Rodney Hudson? The I mean the tough part about that
3: question, and I'm not convinced Costa has the answer to it by the way, is when he said <laughs> He's still looking. Is when he said that no one's talking about
2: nobody talking. So stuck.
3: people are talking about Marshawn. It's Giorgio
2: Tavacchio. <laughs> yeah, He's from exactly. Italy. He's the kicker. <laughs> it's a guy. I seriously think a lot of it's gonna come down to the kicking game. Not kidding. You think this could be a tight one? It's a division game. It's a rivalry game. It's going to be a tight game. Yes. Absolutely. I'm not convinced it's gonna be a tight one. Absolutely. I think this thing's gonna be tight most Raider charger games are they come down to the wire and it ends up happening that it's like a special teams blunder. What happened in the last loss, 17 to 16 chargers ended up beating the Raiders. Why? Because they had a bad snap on an extra point and that let them vulnerable for a field goal by Nick Novak to win the game. Right. It comes down to that. Who takes care of the ball? Who makes the special teams plays?
3: their, their season, the way that they went into winning ways, was not the dominant football that, that we ended up seeing in their eight, four or five final yeah. wins. It, it happened very slowly. The Giants game was, as you know, because you were there to witness it in person. That, that was a pretty ugly affair. And the the Chargers-Raiders game the first time they played wasn't pretty either. But one team has been able to be better than the other, and the Chargers are in the driver's seat. Just find a way to win. At least in the AFC West. They're not in the driver's seat. They do
2: need some things to happen to them. They need some help. Yeah, Yes. They need Tennessee to lose. First and foremost, Tennessee has to lose. They got to win. Tennessee has to lose. Baltimore needs to win or Buffalo needs to lose. And that's essentially it. But Tennessee needs to lose. Right. Against Jacksonville. So thanks to your guys' boy, Jimmy G. (sighs) And the Niners getting his fifth straight win as a starter. It was the first time since week 10 of
3: 2016 that the Jaguars gave up a score on an opening drive from the opponent. Garoppolo and the 49ers marched down their throats. Diced him. On
2: that opening drive. Shouldn't we give Kyle Shanahan more credit? Yes. Like we give Sean McVay credit for Jared Goff. We got to give Kyle right. Shanahan a lot of credit too I, for I have. Jimmy McVay. back
3: me up here. Remember that tweet you sent out? Yeah, and you, you quickly checked me and said, Shanahan. Yeah. Scraby said, I worry about the 49ers san- uh, uh, signing Garoppolo to a long term deal because of what we're watching now with Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders. But.
2: Kyle Shanahan. Valid. Also, you got to look at Nick Foles, too, because you were watching that game and Nick Foles remember how hot Nick Foles was. In his first year with Chip Kelly, he's twenty-seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He looked good, Jimmy Nick Foles. Like I know Nick Foles is not near as good looking as he's Jimmy not, G. And no, nor does right. he have the name of Jimmy G. Right that everybody can just
3: gravitate towards Jimmy Nick G. Fools, but, <laughs> no, good one, no writer. But one of the reasons why I do feel more confident about Garoppolo right there, Garoppolo's long term is because of the head coach and the coordinator that he has in Kyle Shanahan to be able to combat the adjustments made of what the 49ers are doing to have success. Yeah, that's really what it is. I also think Kyle Shanahan, because he's never been a head coach and he waited so long to become a head coach, that helps him out a lot because he's been thinking about this for a very long time.
2: How old is he? 30? 37.
3: 37? I, Still I, I pretty believe. young, guys. Still 37 pretty years young. Old? I think you're right. 37-year-old men are in their that's prime.
2: incredibly <laughs> young, too. He's waited it a long time. He just turned 38 on December 14th. He's waited a long time. He had not waited that long in the yeah. NFL coaching world. That is not a long yeah. time. No, but wasn't Ask he assistant Brian for Dutcher like ten if he years? A long time. <laughs> he waited eighteen
3: years. Well, Wasn't he assistant for a long time? And people thought he was going to be associated with head coaching jobs for a while, and he just never got one. Well, listen. The only one who thinks he's old is Sean McVay. Yeah, <laughs> That's That long.
2: dude, that dude's <laughs> old over there. <laughs> Seriously, Sean an McVay
3: is our new favorite coach. Who is Sean McVay? Is he? Because of his post-game speech is Do I have, have to alone? accept this? Oh, is dude, he now my post- new favorite well, he's coach? He's our
2: favorite coach on Tuesdays. Tell him why. Because he says, see you Wednesday. <laughs> it's kind of how we're going to wrap up Tuesday's shows from here on out. Oh, it's I like, like it. Yeah, see you Wednesday. And here's a, hey, I got another one for you. We'll see you Wednesday. Okay. He does the woo.
3: Do I get to hear it, or are you guys just going to imitate got it all pull it the up.
2: time? Okay. I'd like to imitate Bill Belichick at some point, based on what's coming out of their morning press conference. At some point, I'd like to get to that. He got awfully cheery, didn't he? Oh, yes, yeah, super happy. Yeah, but... And there's more comments about how they're going to use James Harrison. He oh really sounds really excited about it. Oh, boy. oh, you have Bill Belichick on how they're going to use James Harrison? Oh, you have Sean McVay. Okay, here's Sean McVay. Here's how we want to wrap up Tuesdays. we got to let you in on this. I'll tell you what. When you find a way to come on the road,
0: finish up your road record, seven and one, and win a division, there's only one
1: thing you can say. <laughs> for you guys what a great holidays merry christmas see you wednesday
2: what does he sound like he sounds like an actor to me and i'm trying to place the actor and i was almost there but i'm still not quite there is there a movie is there a genre that's sports oh it's a sports movie it sounds it sounds that way to me but i can't quite place it dennis quaid not dennis quaid is it uh, Woody Harrelson? White man can't jump. Don't do Dennis Quaid the <laughs> Disney movie guy. Dennis Quaid. Come on.
3: No. No. He was the quarterback in any given Sunday.
2: Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 All right, hit me with this, Bruce. Irvin okay, tweet. Bruce Irvin. Here's Bruce Irvin, and mind you, the Raiders' home record is four and four this year. So not a really outstanding home record. Bruce Irvin. He's like on his Twitter account. You can follow Bruce Irvin if you'd like to. <laughs> Bruce Irvin, home, Hard ga- home game in L.A., Sunday, Doe. Doe. Doe, D-O-E, exclamation point. He got Twitter advice from Scrapey with the exclamation point. He's like, <laughs> home game in L.A., Sunday, Doe, nice Bruce evening. Irvin. Bruce Irvin is so annoying. So annoying. I, there, can't be, there can't be a more annoying NFL player than Bruce Irvin. You know, I interviewed
3: him. I told you this. I interviewed him uh, the, at the Super Bowl when he was with the Seahawks, Seahawks Patriots, and... I, you know, you have this round table, you go to their hotel room, media floods this convention center, they bring the players out, and then you kind of go from player to player, table to table. And so I get to Bruce Irvin, I don't know, he's the leftovers. And so I'm interviewing him. <laughs> it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And he was Ye- like, boy. and he, he was so annoyed with the media that was there. And he was like, I don't know why everyone's making such a big deal out of this. Like Uh, It's the Super Bowl. You're at the Super Bowl, idiot. And if we were making a smaller deal, you wouldn't make as much money. So annoying. And that's
2: why they ran you out of Seattle. (laughs) Exactly. And you didn't ever get any sacks either in Seattle. (laughs) See, now, I I actually find this. I, I think that the Chargers, I think it affected them
3: early on. And then I think that the Chargers have somewhat found a way to make it their own. Embrace it.
2: Yes. This is our trailer park party. You bring your red solo cup, we're going to throw a kegger, it's going to be really intimate, but this is our trailer. We don't party in a mansion like everybody else does, we party in this little outside. we got... Pardon the dust. Right. Pardon the dust. We're having a little remodel issue going on.
3: I think that there's always a, a chance of something funny to happen when one team has pressure and the other has nothing to play for. But I think that, I think that what Bruce Irvin is talking about, Chargers are very aware of it. And I think that it may force the Chargers a little bit to find focus yep. on the minute details
2: because it's going to be such a weird, weird place to play. The thing that I take from this game when you talk about one team has a lot to play for and there's pressure on the game and the Raiders have absolutely nothing to play for at this point is the Chargers learned a lesson two weeks ago in Kansas City that you can't have all this buildup about a game. They still have to realize they're playing with house money. They started the season 0-4. They should in no way be in position to be making the playoffs at this point, yet they've got a really good shot at making the playoffs. So... In your head, it's a real subtle shift, but just go play free, play loose. We weren't even supposed to be here. It's right. just house money at this point. Yeah, you can have your $300 back at the blackjack table. A hey, my money anyway. I mean, if we lose, big deal. We still got to eight and eight. Yeah, and, and to me, that's the subtle shift that they needed to take that lesson from the Kansas City game where they went all in. They went too hard. Mm-hmm. And Kansas City showed up and played free. They played loose like there wasn't anything going on, and the Chargers played tight, which is when you can't make those little plays that you need to make, those real critical ones, and you start forcing the ball, and you start doing things out of the norm, getting out of your assignment on defense, getting out of your responsibility. And so they should have learned from two weeks ago. I hope they did. Raider fans hope they didn't because it would be nice for Raider fans to be able to split this contest.
3: Right, no doubt. Yeah, and they're certainly going to show up. We we all know what it's going to look like. All right, 570-1360. Time to play Name That Team. Here's what we got on the line. Love this game. A pair of tickets for the Aztecs taking on Utah Saturday at 7 p.m. 570-1360. Jump in now. Aztecs Hoops tickets for Name That Team coming up next.
0: Coming up Wednesday on The Herd, I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Colin. Peter King from the MMQB joins the show. Jerry Jones came out in support of Jason Garrett, but does that mean Jason Garrett still the coach of the Cowboys? We'll ask Peter. Plus, I'll explain why the college football playoff has made this sport better while hurting it all at the same time. It's The Herd.
3: You know, something that I may need to take back, Nick. I said that Baker Mayfield may be the, the biggest conversation heading into the draft. I think potentially it could be this Josh Rosen situation. Uh, We're going to get into this hot and heavy coming up the 8 o'clock hour. Yep. Uh, Josh not playing last night. We're also going to. That was kind of weird, wasn't
2: it? He was on the field. He was warming up. He was in gear. Yeah. With a concussion that he was advised not to play with, but he was trying to get into the game. I don't know what he was doing out there.
3: And their last game was a number of weeks ago. Yeah. Not that a concussion can't keep you out for a number a of second weeks. second concussion of the second. season.
2: Yeah. Right. I'll tell you why I wouldn't take a chance on Rosen. I think I'm, you may have. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the concussions. No. Oh, okay. Not just the concussions. It's got to be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. 8 o'clock. Yeah. We'll
3: talk some Josh Rosen, some NFL draft as well. All seven zero thirteen sixty. You guys are all lined up, ready to go. Now, this is for Utah State and San Diego State Saturday at 7 p.m., Chance to win those tickets. A reminder, tonight, 6 p.m. tip off time. Pre game, I believe 5 30. John Schaefer's doing a lot of stuff. John's going to be on the call tonight in for Ted Leitner. It's nice um, not to really know, isn't it? Well, I know. Well, I'll that be there. That means
2: you're not doing it necessarily. You're going to be there looking for the girl in the tight te- jeans and the blonde hair. No, I'll be leading you up to, to tip off. Remember, you're. What did you just say? Tip leading off. up to what? Tip uh, off. Oh, just to tip, tip off. Okay. Not kick off. Tip off. Yeah. Tip. Off, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know it's a new game the kids are playing. Wyoming. Now,
3: Mark Ziegler said to us on Friday, Nick, you no. weren't here. No, no, I'm just gonna keep moving. <laughs> Ziegler said to us, um, Come on, that beating Wyoming in Laramie may be more difficult than beating number 12
2: Gonzaga mm? because
3: of what it's like to play in Wyoming
2: because of the altitude. Yeah, yeah, guys go up there and they feel like they're suffocating, like you're playing in water. It's like oh, oh. Dutcher's can't, been there 17
3: breathe. times with the Aztecs. He's only won eight.
2: No kidding. Yeah. Hard place to play. Tough environment, especially because they're used to it, and they can just run you. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that's the plan. Just run you and wear you out. And at first, in a game like that, and always going up to Denver, what happens is the first quarter is brutal, and you feel like you're just sludging around and mucking. You've got galoshes on. It's like body's not working up to speed. You come to the sidelines, and you're kind of dizzy, and you're just like, okay, bear down. Stick with it. Everything's going to be fine. And then I realized my second and third year and my agent said, you know, Nick, the key to altitude is hydration. So before every Broncos game, I would get stuck with IVs ah. to put extra fluid into the body because the altitude one, it makes your heart beat faster because you're trying to get more oxygen. So when you're breathing more, you're trying to your heart's beating faster, trying to circulate that oxygen to your muscles that are working. And the dry air at altitude naturally sucks the water out of your body. And when you lose hydration, you lose performance. Yep. And so a big part of it is just simply staying hydrated. You know, when you go into altitude, how dry your nose gets, how Uh dry your lips get immediately. That's a big part of the performance. And it's
3: why uh, uh, skiing powder is fun. Because it takes some moisture out of the power, so it makes it more fluffy, not as watery and thick. Yes. And you can shush your way down it.
2: Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about (laughs) skiing the pow-pow, bro. (laughs) All right, let's get to this. Name that team, which is one of my favorite games. Scrapey puts a little bleep in here. You listeners have to get three teams in a row to get the pair of tickets to see the Aztecs take on Utah State Saturday, 7 p.m. Let's get Charlie on. Charlie, you ready to roll? Yep. All
1: right, let's play ball. Here we go. Takes the snap. He hands it off to Giovanni Bernard. Gio bounces it wide. Hits for the end zone and scores. A touchdown for the that should be <laughs> coffin nails. Bam! 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 The bangles?
3: Uh, I think it was. Yes. Was the Bangles? <laughs> that is the I Bangles. I thought it was a charger
2: game for yeah. a minute. <laughs> is that the way you do business? Should I start doing that? It I, seems I, I like everybody's so. doing that. Is that what happens here? Please don't Does do, it do even that. Do I need to add more flavor to this thing? It's i a
1: like, yeah!
2: Yeah! <laughs> Matt's the balls in the air. You don't know if it's gonna be caught. You're just already dressing it up. It's Like what? He's like he's going downtown, and Matt's trying to make the calls. Like, what are we doing? All right, sorry, Charlie. Let's get to the okay, next one, man. Thank you, man. Uh, You're Thank
3: you, man. And it'll be second
2: down and one.
3: Again, no huddle. Is <laughs> getting on the ball. The back is Murray. Going to give the
1: ball to Murray. Running right. He cuts it up. Murray to the five. Murray to the end zone. Touchdown!
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Charlie, you got this.
1: Is
2: that the Eagles? Oh. No, oh, I'm no. sorry, Charlie. No, I thought with Giovanni Bernard you had sorry, this. Charlie, I sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. All right, let's go back to that, that one. That Charlie. That was really <laughs> freaking good. All Charlie, right. bit My- <laughs> Charlie bit me. Charlie bit me. Let's go, Mike. You ready to roll? Mike, you're on. Right there. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Scraby, hit him. And it'll be second down and one. Again, no huddle. He's <laughs> getting on the ball. The back
3: is Murray. Going to give the ball to Murray. Running right, he cuts it up. Murray to the five.
1: Murray to the end zone. Touchdown!
2: Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, <no>, sorry. Goodness. <laughs> Everyone knows we got a Murray in there running, right? Johnny, Johnny, are Johnny. you a football fan? Johnny, Johnny, you ready? it's a titan yes <laughs> okay <laughs> yes it Scrapey. is we're gonna, we're gonna give him that one all right, right. yeah I give him that one. by the way demarco murray got a grade three mcl sprain ahead of the contest oh boy with the jags yep and he's gonna try to play you can't play it running back with a grade three mcl it's it's like a limp noodle it's just not gonna work <laughs> you know what i'm talking about let's see if, hey! if john <laughs> let's see if johnny can get this next one
1: dd westbrook made a catch at the half-yard line, first and in goal, inside the one for <laughs> the give to Fournette. Leonard leans forward, extended the football. No What's signal it? yet. Now touchdown. He extended the football into the end zone. Touchdown <laughs>
2: All right, Johnny, get you got worse. this one. I could hear you trying to get the answer out. Jaguars. There you go. Nice so done, Johnny. All right, next up, Scrapes. And the guard falls. He's back. He dumps it off to
3: a giant. He's at the fifteen. He's at the ten. The five. He does
2: touchdown. Ajay. All right, Johnny, come on now. I
1: didn't get that. I, I didn't hear
3: anything. Play in the last three seconds of it.
1: Ajay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you get that, Johnny? Uh,
1: it's Charlie, but no, I didn't. I didn't hear anything.
2: Oh, Wait, Charlie, Charlie, you couldn't. No. Scrappy, try him one more time.
1: And the
3: guard falls. He's back. <laughs> he dumps it off to a giant. He's at the 15. He's at the 10. The 5. He does Touchdown! A joy. Charlie? Like the evilest. It is. Okay. Nicely done. I think we've had your name wrong the whole time, but you got all the answers Sorry, right. Sorry, thanks
2: for finally correcting yeah, us. We really walked our way, uh,
3: walked you up to that one. Jeez. That means we have three Charlies on the line. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're popular. <laughs> Maybe Charlie's has got one of those special phones. Charlie, congrats. We'll put you on hold. You won the tickets uh, to go see the Aztecs, Utah State, 7 p.m. A game you'll hear right here on Extra 1360. Wyoming tonight, a 6 o'clock start on Extra 1360. And I'm going to be listening for a wham-bam thank you. Man. Oh, wow! <laughs> you have to really uh, You have to draw out the man <laughs> like, You give me a really long man
2: I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> like be like dragging it in the gonna be like, <laughs> You're like oh my god Fire him <laughs> like, He's like yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm going to start coming up With some just egregious <laughs> things <Yeah>. Like that's, <laughs>
3: It's like what everyone else Is doing though like, you look like the mature one in the booth. <laughs> where else so is ridiculous. Like, Watch what I'm no, going to do. Tony
2: Vaselli didn't say anything. I appreciate that. Right. It was like, just let the call get out. He's like, <laughs> oh,
3: God, he's going with the dust. <laughs> it's, it's
2: like, like their, their mouth could, is, has so much saliva like, in it. Calm down, buddy. This isn't about you. <laughs> it's kind of what you want to say. And <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Jesus, speaking of. Speaking of calm down the see bam. bam! Thank you, Josh Rosen! <laughs> Josh Rosen! Eli like Apple! Aw! <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh. oh. <sighs> Would you sign Josh Rosen? Oh. yeah. <laughs> Josh Rosen, here's his latest comments. We gotta go. Next. Lucky Land Casino.
0: Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky?
4: Lucky?